0: Listening
1: to Nightlight. Hi there, and a very warm welcome to another current events edition of Nightlight. And of course, the main current event that everyone's following is the continuing spread of the coronavirus. I have two guests on today's show to share their insights into this rapidly evolving situation. Stephen Strutt, speaking to us from Scotland.
2: Thank you, Simon, for inviting me again. It's a real pleasure
1: to be with you and Robert Mandelbaum joining us from somewhere in the north of England nice to have you back on the show Robert it's been a while
3: yes it's been quite some time Simon we have a guest tonight on Nightlight
1: well before we talk to our two guests actually let's start with a song from Jeremy Spencer Jeremy sent this song a few years ago it talks about the bird flu scare remember that and asks who's behind the news and I just noticed that who is spelt in capitals.
4: When I heard them blame the Spanish, then the Asians and the swine, I couldn't help but wonder if they've been handing us a line. This latest scale must be the most bizarre I've ever heard. They've taken a killer flu bugaboo and they're blaming it on the birds Now, who's behind the news? Yeah, who's behind the news? Is it the Russians or the terrorists? The U.S. or the Eurou? I got the who's behind the news blues Will I look for facts and figures, names and faces, time and place but all I get is doctors saying science speculates Now we know such flimsy evidence in any official report Wouldn't amount to a hill of beans in any judicial court Oh, who's behind the news? Is that a question Who's behind the news? Who's looking to find the next in line to be blaming for the flu? I got the who's behind
5: the news blues
4: We point our fingers and laugh at generations in history Who swallowed whales of old wives' tales and foolish fallacy But one of these days we'll look back and say as we hold our sides with mirth That modern man was the biggest dupe that ever walked this earth And who's behind the news? We won't be wondering then behind the news, behind the news, we we'll have cottoned on to who it was all along that was cooking up this ruse, and bye bye who's behind
0: the news, blue,
4: mm-hmm. tell us about it more. That, isn't it? Now, after hearing this song, you may come along and be accusing me of believing in some kind of hidden global conspiracy. But it seems to me that the problem is we trust too implicitly. In the gospel according to CNN and to B-boy Hey, 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 listen. You better shut up, buddy, or we'll slap your name on our next pandemic.
1: Jeremy Spencer, who's behind the news of the spread of the coronavirus and the fear that it's generating. With me to discuss the situation and keep it in perspective with End Time Bible Prophecy is Stephen Strutt and Robert Mandelbaum.
0: End Time News. And
3: views. You know, there's so much uh, conflicting information concerning this virus. You've really got to pray and ask God for discernment because, I mean, it goes from one extreme to another. Right. So I'm trying to uh, get both the sides and the middle. Is it as bad as they say it is? Is it working in conjunction with 5G? Is it the elite making a grand push for the one world government or all these things working together to bring about, well, in the end, the one world government, the rebuilding of the temple and the rise of the Antichrist.
1: Right, right.
3: The, the mainstream media, which is nothing but false prophets, they're spewing out so much propaganda in favor of causing panic they're not trying to calm the situation. It's true. I, I mean, I read an article a couple of weeks ago that in a, on a commuter train in uh, Japan going you know down the rails, and somebody coughed, and another guy pulled the emergency cord and jumped off the train oh, because God. somebody coughed on the train. Fights broke out in, uh, in Costco over toilet paper. What? You know, the Bible says, a thousand shall fall at thy side, but it shall not come nigh thee. And to be honest with you, for myself anyway, I'm not speaking for anyone else. I'm more concerned about the direction the different governments of the world are taking in response to this uh, challenge. My daughter is a a nurse in the U.S. in in quite a good hospital. And she was saying last year in the U.S. alone, 6,000 people died of the flu. If it's as bad as they say it is, you know, God will protect us. If it's not, they're using it to induce panic to bring about their agenda.
1: Actually, Robert, I have the stats here there's 50 to 60,000 people who die of flu complications in just the US every year and 600,000 people worldwide and not only that but in just one day over 15,000 people die of hunger there's 239,000 people who die in road accidents in a year uh, 442,000 deaths caused by alcohol 883,000 deaths caused by smoking, and there's also stats on heart disease and AIDS and HIV and many other things that cause far more thousands of people to die than the 3,500 deaths from the coronavirus so far, with most of those deaths being in China. That's a tiny, tiny number, and there's been a huge overreaction that's putting people in fear and bringing down the whole world economy.
3: Well, the World Health Organization today just issued a uh, protocol advising people to stop using paper money because it transfers the coronavirus. Gosh. You know, if anybody knows anything about Bible prophecy in the book of Revelations, it's, it's like they're, they're broadcasting what they're going to do. They're forecasting their devices before them. Yes. I started to call it not current events so much as prophetic events. That's what we're seeing come to pass now. I just put this up on my website, that if you don't understand and have a knowledge of Ephesians 6.12, you cannot possibly understand how or why the world is like it is today.
1: And Ephesians 6.12 says,
3: For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers of darkness, against the rulers of the darkness of this world in high places, there is a spiritual warfare taking place right now. Let me just uh, quote that verse again. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And if you are, think that this world situation can be fixed by another election, another political party, you will only end up in frustration. Yes. And of course, after verse 12 in Ephesians 6, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. We are in a spiritual warfare that is manifesting itself in the physical, with coronavirus, with 5G. These are devices that the enemy of our soul is using to try to destroy mankind. Except those days should be shortened, no flesh shall be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. So we have to realize, first of all, we are in a dynamic spiritual warfare, the forces of good against the forces of evil. And I'm not saying there are not politicians who are Christians, like Viktor Orban in Hungary seemed to be directing his country in a Christian way. Hmm. But the majority of the world's, what do we call it, politicians, international bankers, elites, Satan said to Jesus, all the kingdoms of the world are mine. Worship me and you can have them. And the powers that be, the majority of the powers of be, they are actors on a stage, like Shakespeare said, but they're pretending to be something they are not. When Jesus called the scribes and Pharisees hypocrites, the literal term for hypocrite comes from the Greek Greek word. I forget the, the Greek word right now, but it was actually the term the Greeks used to describe an actor pretending to be someone else.
2: Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times.
1: Stephen your turn anything that you'd like to add to that
2: no I agree totally with Robert that's exactly how it is and 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 I think that's what we have to get across to people that they can't tackle this by politics they can't tackle it in any way unless they get the spiritual side of things and they get into the real fight because there's very few people that are actually fighting spiritually really holding on to God's word and his promises as far as I can see They use it as a bunch of poetry in most cases, but they don't hold on to it for dear life in a way that could make them feel safe and secure and and close in Jesus' arms, the way that we know. And that is really sad, so I'm trying to get that across to people too on my website, that they need to turn to the Word, uh, because personally, I think what you guys have said is true, except I suspect from what I've studied that it is actually uh, going to be far worse than any normal seasonal flu. This is from what I've gathered, it's like 34 times the death rate. And the only reason you haven't seen it yet is because we've only known this thing for about six weeks. That we're just starting with this thing. And if you know anything about the RO number, the RO number is a contagion level which each person spreads to another. With the seasonal flu, is like 1.2. With this, uh, corona COVID-19, it's 7.1. Nobody's wow. ever seen anything like this. And there's been people who have infected over 50 people, just one person. And I, I, I'm seeing it firsthand in Italy. I'm studying myself. I'm studying two cases. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping charts from the UK, okay. which has a rather slow stats at the moment, to put it that way. And uh, Italy, which is the opposite. And I've been comparing them on both of them they they started about the same day you know, on on the end of um, somewhere near the end of January but well, that's interesting they both started with their first cases where those first cases I, I couldn't tell exact details, but I know they started about the same but why is it that italy now jumped 1200 cases since yesterday is now on about 6000 with 250 deaths and the uk is only up to now 200 220 cases, and 4 deaths. Why the big difference when they start at the same time? Uh, Of course, I'm sure you heard that the experts are saying there's actually two viruses out there. One far more dangerous than the other. Both classified as COVID-19, but one is a mutation of the other, and the mutation is far more dangerous. At least, that's what we're told. Now, what I would say to you, the rate it's going in Italy, if it is doubling every few days, then what 6,000 now will be soon in the hundreds of thousands and the millions within a couple of months? It's not the fact that this is another coronavirus. The fact is that this is not a coronavirus, this is a, a bioweapon that has been released out of a bioweb 4 in, Mu- in Wuhan itself. Whether deliberately or accidentally, it doesn't really matter now. The point is, when you study certain countries, like Iran's, the same, this ex- exponential rate now, what they're trying to find out is why is it some countries goes a lot slower than others? I think that don't look at the numbers. Look at the rate. Look at the rate at which it increases because the actual numbers don't matter. But if you look it on a graph, you'll see this exponential curve is appearing. And unfortunately, especially in Western nations, because they haven't taken any draconian measures like China did. China did the right thing to try and contain it, although don't agree with their extreme measures on the poor people there but they have at least tried to contain it as far as we know of course we all, all know too that you can't trust the communist regime there the ccp for giving you accurate information and i have just heard that they have not solved the problem wuhan that uh, an insider has said it's in terrible state there so that's what i heard recently
3: like a candle in the night it's nightlight.
2: Yes, of
1: course, it all started in Wuhan, but now it's spread rapidly around the rest of the world. In fact, now you have Angela Merkel warning that 70% of Germans are likely to contract the virus. And of course, the whole of Italy has now gone into lockdown. It was just the north, but now it's the whole country.
2: Like my daughter and her husband live there in the north of Italy. And what it means is they said that you can't go down the road. There's a roadblock there. If you even go out, it's three months in jail. If you talk about the West here, not talk about China. So the question yeah. I put to you, if this is just, see, as some would say, just a flu that's gonna go away, or it's just something like SARS, or it's, it's you know, why the extreme draconian measures, starting with China, and now America's getting all het up, and um, you should see the latest now, they got a big scare there in New York City, and now everybody's getting freaked out. And I, I agree with Robert, the worst thing that people should do is to press the panic button it's not that i keep telling people look it's not the virus that will cause the trouble it's the panic it's the it's people going berserk over nothing yes because if you control this the right way and i I take my hat off to china i think they have done the right thing in many ways um, although too extreme for our ways of thinking too cruel on their people but at least it has contained the virus as far as we know to some extent but in the west where they've had this lazy fair attitude like our prime minister from day one when Italy was taking it seriously, I know of Italians that came over and they got to London airport and they said, oh, I want to self-quarantine myself and stay away from my wife. And they were told, oh, don't, we, we, we don't bother with that here. And he phoned up the NHS being shocked and they said, oh, no, don't bother about it. Of course, that was in earlier days. It might be different now. But this nonchalant attitude is actually feeding the problem. If the problem is as severe as what I see it to be, then the worst hit countries will be countries like the UK and the United States because they are not even making an effort. I read today in the United States, it, they're not even bothering to test people. They're just not even bothering. And, and the, the point is, for all other observations, there's already thousands, tens of thousands of people already got it there or on early stages. And then it suddenly it suddenly comes out in a big cluster of people like it could be a school it could be a church it could be and then you suddenly see the numbers go through the roof and that's what's very different with this particular coronavirus and say sars or the other ones i studied all of them and this one is it's it's the ro number that is the problem in other words the rate of infection where if you don't control it strongly like china or singapore hong kong or south korea the way they've done it then it gets out of hand, and then the worst thing is that our hospitals are overwhelmed. They don't have the beds. They don't have the ability to contain it, and then people start freaking out. And also, I'd say here in the West, they're being so lackadaisical. They're not, they're not using the kind of medical um, equipment that China was using to, uh, strongly with those suits they're wearing. They're just wearing some normal medical uniform, and it won't protect them from this thing. Because I don't think we're dealing with a normal virus. We're dealing with something that man has altered. He's changed.
1: Well, that's interesting what you said, Stephen, because the first time just today, the Chinese government have actually directly accused the US of unleashing this virus on them as a means of destroying their economy.
3: Well, speaking of economy, the knock-on effect of what is happening right now, the, the economies of the world were going to crash anyway. And the bubble is so big and so inflated that coronavirus could really just be the pin that pricks that bubble and causes that explosion and the complete collapse of world economy. For sure. We're seeing that in the uh, travel industry. The travel industry is crashed completely. But another thing, to bring in another thing, unless God stops this, it seems like we have entered the time period... That is described in Matthew 24, especially verses 6 and 7. And it says, Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now, this next part of verse 6 is a part that I think some people need to concentrate more on than maybe they have been. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And Jesus specifically stated right here, See that ye be not troubled. Right. Don't panic. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And verse 7, we are seeing, I believe, the fulfillment of it this very day. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, the locust plagues happening in East Africa, and across Asia, Pakistan, going into uh, China now. There shall be famines and pestilences, and if you look up the word pestilence, which uh, coronavirus would be classified as, the actual dictionary definition for pestilence is the Black Plague, and earthquakes in diverse places. Now, there's not a day that goes by when you will not see a reference to either a famine, a pestilence, or an earthquake, because earthquakes are really popping off now. And on most days, you will see a fulfillment of, Of all three of those, famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. So unless God intervenes in some miraculous way, I would say, from a personal standpoint, we are seeing the fulfillment of Matthew 24, verse 6 and 7. And, of course, Jesus, after that said, and going along with what Steve said, that it's going to get much worse, he said, all these are the beginnings of sorrows. Wow. It's just just starting. Wow,
1: just the beginning.
3: But... Again, you know, we have to look to things like Psalm 091. There, there's a tremendous number of promises for God's people, for God's children to cling on to in times like this, because for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world at this time, nor there ever shall be. And we know from First Corinthians ten thirteen that God will never allow us to be tempted above that which we are able to bear. Of. Yes. And God will always make a way to escape. The time has really come when we have to, Hold on and rely on the promises of God and take them by faith.
0: Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. Nightlight.
1: Nightlight. Well, let's take a break here for a song. How about this one from Pethuala? Wednesday. And it's so easy when a crisis like this hits to be constantly following the news, going to this YouTube channel, that website. I realized about a week ago that I was doing it too much and it was affecting my peace of mind. So now I only check the latest news developments every other day and only do so after praying. And I think it's really important in times like these that we all spend a lot of extra time with the Lord in prayer and meditation to keep in perspective God's overarching plan that's scripted in the Bible and which will soon lead to a very happy ending. And so we have nothing to fear or worry about.
3: Well, that's why one of the things, you know, of course, in Luke 21, it says men's hearts are going to fail them for looking on those things which are coming upon the earth. And that's why it's important, extremely important for us to share the message of salvation with those that we are able to come in contact with, because it has been said that almost the devil's total power is in fear. Right. And of course, the Bible says there is no fear in love because perfect love casteth out fear, and God is love. So yes, if we keep our eyes, minds focused on God, the Word, and of course, Jesus, and know that he loves us and he wants to take care of us, it will dispel the fear that is being propagated so much throughout the world on a worldwide basis right now that those who don't have the antidote to Jesus are going to fear, and you can see it in the panic that is ensuing around the yes, world. Yes, and in
1: contrast to this, there's the wonderful testimonies of Christians in China, like the Roots and Fruits Church in Wuhan, who are rising to the occasion, witnessing passing out masks with salvation tracts, praying for the sick, organizing online help groups and fellowships, and finding all kinds of ways in which they can be a blessing and a sample of their faith.
3: And, of course, the, uh, the way the Chinese government specifically Xi Jinping, the head of the CCP, they have been trying to, There's, I'm sure you, you are aware of this and probably many of your listeners, there's an attempt in China to eradicate the Christian church and they've actually gone into some churches and tore down the Ten Commandments and put the sayings of Xi up there in their place. My gosh. In China, they want total submission to the Communist Party and its leadership. And if you are a Christian, you have a higher authority than the Communist Party, and they know that.
1: Or Muslim, or any belief in anything else than the Communist Party.
3: Yes, absolutely. Anything that would challenge, the leadership of the party has got to be eradicated.
1: Which, of course, they would never be able to do because Christianity thrives under such conditions.
3: Um, You you talk about Christianity thriving under those uh, conditions. I, I don't know if you want to include this on the program or not, but there's an article came out. On October 3rd from the UK, it says, Judge rules, Bible incompatible with human dignity. What? It, it says, D- Decision puts alternative sexual lifestyle choices ahead of faith. This whole LGBT thing is just a means, another means the enemy is using to attack Christianity. In this article, it says David Macareth, 56, argued he holds the principles of the Great Reformation of the 16th century, including a commitment to the supremacy of the Bible as infallible, inerrant word of God, and his final authority is all in all matters of faith and practice. It says the panel, however, ruled that the belief in Genesis 127, you know, God created man and and lack of belief in transgenderism and conscientious objective to transgenderism, in our judgment, is incompatible with human dignity and conflict with fundamental rights of others, specifically here transgender individuals. And it goes on to say the panel ruled, this is a panel that is the, uh, European Council for Human Rights panel. The panel ruled the Bible is mere opinion. What? The ruling puts a belief in the Bible on a par with the racist and neo-Nazi ideologies which have been held to be not worthy of respect in democratic society and early judicial decisions. It goes on to say it is deeply disturbing that this is the first time in the history of English law that a judge has ruled that free citizens must engage in compelled speech Here, Judge Perry has ruled that Christianity is not protected by the Family Act or the ECHR, which is the European Convention on Human Rights, unless it is a version of Christianity which recognizes transgenderism and rejects a belief in Genesis 127. Whoa. That is in the UK. That is not so far removed from what they're trying to do in China with uh, the the Christian church there.
4: Signs of the Times.
1: Robert and Stephen, let me ask you, do you think this could also be a judgment of God upon China? I mean, China's become so proud and anti-God. She boasts of her wealth and military might, perfect society with its surveillance systems and social credit scores. But this has really put a pin in their balloon and cut China down to size and woke the rest of the world up on how dependent they become on cheap Chinese goods produced by Basically, Chinese slave labor.
3: Well, you know, Walmart, which is the largest retailer in the world, gets 80% of its merchandise from China. So not just China, but uh, people in the United States and around the world are about to get a, uh, I don't know what you'd say, a, a shocking new reality occurring in their life
2: there's so many angles to this so many things it affects from economics to bringing down of old politics i, I think we are indeed what you said about matthew 24 that's exactly what the lord told me today he says focus on matthew 24 and the verses there because it's amazing how jesus got that so spot on 2000 years ago connecting even uh, plagues and earthquakes and uh, signs in the sky and all the things and there's going on I, I I've been writing about that. You know the first two months of 2020 it's like somebody opened Pandora's box and um, Everything's happening at the same time. The big question is why is it like Simon is suggesting is this a judgment of God? Or is it man fiddling around with things? He shouldn't be fiddling around is it a struggle of powers to bring on a new world order I think it could be all of these things and more. I saw a very interesting video last night. I took the time to watch a video on economics. Something I didn't know is explaining: not only does all the factories built in China, including 97% of all the basic materials for all the um, medicines and um, antibiotics you use in the United States, and without those factories, America is going to be, you know. hate to say the word, you know, in a dire predicament within months. I mean, they've got a few reserves, but they soon won't have the spare parts for all. And America uses more medicines and pharmacues than anybody on the planet. So just with the medicines alone, they're going to be in a big mess within a few months. Right. I understand it's the same with car parts and many other machines, some of the things you mentioned. But here's another side I didn't know. I found out from a top economist who knows China really well, they say what people are not focusing on is the fact that China is been on the verge of being totally bankrupt for years because they have over leveraged themselves, they've done all kind of projects. I don't know if you know this, but in 2012-13 no. they did, they did projects of building cities, empty cities in parts of China. Really? Spending tens or hundreds of billions on cities where nobody lives. I don't know why they did that, some sort of investment. But it was all on credit Gosh. and now the problem is that those debts are, are due and China can't pay them because they're in such a mess right now, worse than they're letting on because they only give us a little bit of information. So what they're saying is basically China, even before the coronavirus, could collapse economically. But with the coronavirus, it's much more likely they will totally collapse economically. And, of course, the ongoing thing is it could cause the similar situation in 2008 where the whole world economy collapses. So that's what people are talking about.
3: It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight. The situation, of course, as we all agree, and I think as most people would now believe, is, is something that is unprecedented. Yes. And I just want to share, maybe, if I can, a few verses. Please. And Romans 1.28, you can apply this to China, you can apply it to the UK, and you can even apply it to, although there's many, many Christians in the United States, the Book of Acts said the Christians, the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. And a disciple and a Christian in the early days of Christianity was the same thing. Wow. And now people look at a disciple or a missionary as somebody who has a special calling. But in the early days of Christianity... That was every Christian's call. Interesting. Of course, Jesus said that before He came, there would be a great falling away from the faith, the Christian faith, and I believe we're seeing it, and we have been seeing it. And Romans 1.28 says, "And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient." And you know, you look at some of these situations, what some of these people are advocating and believing, and you wonder how. How can they believe that? How can they profess that? I took a slight turn on my feelings toward that recently when I went through some scriptures that maybe brought this into a little better perspective for me. One is very well known. I'm sure most of your listeners would know it. 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 through 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, and then that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. God is sending the delusion upon the world who have rejected his truth. Right. It's God that has sent this delusion. Yes. Isaiah 66, 4, the Lord says, I will choose their mockeries. In the King James Version, that's delusions. And will recompense their sins upon them because I called them and they did not hearken unto me. I spoke and they heard not and they did not and they did evil before me and chose the things wherein I delighted not. A few other verses, 2 Chronicles 18, 18 through 22. And the Lord said... Who will deceive Ahab? Now, Ahab was an evil king. When the nation of uh, Israel split into two, the northern ten tribes, which were Israel, and the southern two tribes, which were uh, Judah, and Ahab married Jezebel, which was a very evil queen, the Lord said, Who will deceive Ahab, king of Israel, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one spoke this way, and another spoke that way. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will deceive him. And the Lord said, Whereby? And he said, I will go forth and will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, Thou shalt deceive him, and thou shalt prevail. Go forth and do so. And I like to liken that verse to the false prophets that are today in the mainstream media. It's God that has done this in the hearts and minds of these people. Does that mean they're irredeemable? No. Because there have been instances that people who have believed in very strange beliefs have come around, and have straightened themselves out. It's God that has sent this delusion upon the earth right now because people have rejected him and his way of life.
0: American Pharaoh. Here we come Let my people
1: talking a lot about China, so I thought I'd throw that song in. One of the latest from Emmanuel Gilligan, American pharaohs, just to balance things out. Nightlight.
0: You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world.
1: You know, Robert and Stephen, I think that anybody who's been blessed with the knowledge of the Bible and a clear understanding of Bible prophecy that we have, and very few do, I feel more and more that we're very responsible to share what we know with the world. I feel very convicted about this. Maybe now is coming the hour where it was prophesied that they who understand among the people shall instruct many. And I think maybe one very effective way to do it that pretty much anyone can do is to leave positive and faith-building comments on YouTube or news sites, social media pages, where they're talking about current events and wondering what on earth is happening in the world. Sometimes you'll see a couple of thousand comments just on one story and these comment sections really they're an opportunity for us to point people to the Bible and Bible prophecy, reassure them and let them know that what's happening is all part of God's plan and it's leading to a very happy ending or we should say beginning, of the second coming of Christ and the millennium. What do you think? I mean, this is a way that we can witness, maybe even the most effective way we can witness, if we can't go out on the street, which of course is the case with this coronavirus, with many people being forced to stay inside. But like the Chinese Christians in Wuhan, and I shared their wonderful testimonies on the last Nightlight show They're finding a way to do it online. They have online fellowships, online Bible studies and sermons. They're sharing Jesus online. So I was thinking that maybe we could make some sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, internet task force, where, say, Robert, if you were to make a comment on a YouTube post and you were to send us the link and let us know, then we could jump in and agree with your comment and add comments of our own And that little block of agreeing comments that point people to the Bible or a specific verse or prophecy in the Bible and throw the Lord's light on the situation, that could be quite a powerful and effective witness, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I'd like to add something, that Simon, because I heard you say that last time I was on the radio with you, and I've actually been doing that. I've been going on all the sites that are my sources Often they let me yes. put comments, right? So what I do is at the moment I'll say, for example, excellent reporting. I personally have been reporting on this for the last 47 days and see the details on my website. Good. And since I've been doing that and on my website, it does point people to the word, you know, I've got a whole lot of word on my website, right? So, so if they go on my website, there's always places where they can find salvation. They can find a word pretty simply, right? But um, I have noticed since I started making comments on other people's website and be positive about what they're trying to do because I noticed a lot of people spend a lot of money and they make videos and it must cost a fortune and uh, with the content, the depth of the content and yet and not enough people compliment them for their hard work. So I thought I'll tell you what, I'll just I'll compliment people for the good I see them doing Super. and I'll connect them with what I'm doing too along the same lines and since then the stats on my website have doubled oh wow my website's just doubled in the last month and it's increasing and and right. I, I realized that what you said was right connect with others because there's nothing like encouragement you said that yourself you know people need encouragement because a lot of people do make the effort but they don't see enough people appreciating what they're trying to do we we know what that can feel like as running websites ourselves and and trying to tell people the truth and a lot of people don't listen but I just feel like Noah and, and Jeremiah, you know, well, even if nobody listens, you still got to keep telling them the truth and the word of God, like you were saying, Simon.
1: Right. So, Stephen, if you send me the link to where you posted your website link on someone else's post, I can jump in and comment and say, yes, great website. I highly recommend it. And if you have a few people doing that, that could really make a difference.
2: I've had people get back to me for some pretty powerful websites and, you know, some people who obviously been in a long time know what they're doing. And I got some great, wonderful comments back for them just, uh, being uh, appreciative of what I said.
1: I think everyone could do a lot more of this. Don't you think so, Robert? I mean, I personally am very convicted that I seldom take time to leave comments because I guess I'm just in too much of a hurry to scroll on and watch the next thing.
3: Yes, you're, you're right, Simon. And uh, I've done some of that in the past as well. And I've had, uh, I don't know, people may think some of these folks who have these big websites are untouchable, but they're not. I commented on on a very, very big website, very well-known website. They presented the problem, but they left people, could have been with a spirit of dread and fear. And I wrote them and I made a point by point and uh, wrote me back a direct letter. And all he said was, you're right. So it, it does have an effect. And since that time, that particular website has gotten much more into the spiritual side of things rather than just what's playing out in the physical world. Well,
1: look, Robert and Stephen, maybe we could start this group between us three and we can invite others to join with us uh, to form an attack force that can target the comment sections of various sites.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. I mean, preach the word be instant, out of season. Yes. You know, it's our job. Paul said, "Warned unto me, if I preach not the gospel.
1: And this is a wonderful way to be able to preach the word now. And this is where people are going to find answers and discuss their views and their fears and these comment sections and live chat streams. Often hundreds, even thousands of people zeroed in on one news report or documentary. And you can reach those people.
3: And we do need to do it now because the night cometh when no man can work.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Although there there will always be a witness. There there will always be a witness to the world.
1: The darker the night, the brighter the candle shines, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, look what you talk about what people are up against. The two sackcloth prophets in Revelation 11 go all the way to the end prophesying.
1: Oh, man, I can hardly wait. I mean, now a lot of the environmental and other disasters are man-made, a result of man's own foolishness and greed and disregard for god's creation but when the book of revelation really kicks in particularly chapters eight and nine then the judgments and plagues coming on the earth are coming directly from the hand of god and his angels to soften up and prepare the world for the second coming of jesus
3: yes behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him
4: lighting your path through the end times you're with nightlight
2: uh, Simon, I wanted to bring in a point here about the locusts. Yes. Um, There's something I've been observing, it's one of my pet projects I do, and that is I, I, one of my projects on my website is, is about, um, about geoengineering and um, altering the climate on the planet. And I studied that at length, and it seems that they do indeed alter the weather when it suits their purpose yes and I, yes. I was I was come to the conclusion recently the reason why we've got that locust plague is because they've been messing around where they alter the jet stream position as simple as that they got one of these machines in the UK okay when it suits their purpose they put the jet stream to the north of the UK it gives us a artificially mild winters which suits the purpose of the elite, because then they can say global warming is real when it isn't and um, they also do it across the states and other places, but the problem is, in altering the weather so much, they are causing the wrong conditions I found to happen in yep. countries where it's too wet at the wrong time, and these locusts breed like crazy. And I think it's because of them messing around with geoengineering, heart machines, chemtrails, that they're actually now causing a lot of headaches, and of uh, which I think the locust plague which is in now in the trillions. It was just in the billions uh, a few weeks ago, but and they're worried about when it comes to warm season, it's going to be much worse. But it seems to be that locust plague seems to be because man has been messing around with the weather. That's what I would say.
1: Yeah. Night light.
0: You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world.
1: Well, we're coming down towards the tail end of the show, and I do want to leave room to close with a song. This is such a rapidly changing situation that by the time people listen to this program, some of it may already be out of date. So let me put on record here that we're doing this interview on Sunday, the 8th of March, 2020. Robert and Stephen, it's been great having you on the program. Thanks so much for your insights. Anything else that you'd like to share?
3: Well, there... Maybe one last thing, and uh, I know uh, probably a great percentage of your listeners are Christians, and I was ask, I was asking the Lord today, if this were to be the last time I was able to go or talk on a uh, public ministry like this, what would I say? How would I say goodbye? And the thing that came to me was the ironic blessing out of number six. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and have mercy upon thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.
1: Beautiful, Robert. But I hope it's not gonna be your last time. No, I
3: hope I hope so. I hope it's not my last time either.
1: How about
2: you, Stephen?
3: Yeah, I, I just want to wish that your
2: audience, they will really take seriously the need to retreat into God's word. As we said last time on this show, if it was one chapter I was to choose it would be Psalm 91 but Psalm 91 offers a lot of comfort but it also tells you you have to do your part you've got to do your part you've got to come under the shadow of the Almighty you've got to give God time on a daily basis if you give God enough time he will protect and take care of you and yours and your family it's like with me now i have a lot of children and they're all over the place and you've got these dilemmas like these plagues and that and what we have to do is to pray every day for our children and our grandchildren and pray for our loved ones and we all have to do this but if we're spending enough time with the lord in his word and really meaning it and really being serious with him then he will protect us and you'll feel it you'll know it you'll You'll feel his presence. You'll feel the loving presence of his Holy Spirit. And that's what I wish for everybody. I wish everybody to have that loving presence. And not just when the the chips are down. And not just when things are difficult like at the moment. But to to know God intimately all the time. That's what I wish for everybody. Well, enough said for me.
5: A where no one goes That's where I wait for them to know That neither power, love, nor gain Determine who will truly reign My hiding place where this is heard In the beginning was the word Where neither day reigns nor the night But only your eternal light Place. My hiding place, where there's no room for wealth nor money to consume, but only love there reigns supreme and shines on me its golden beam. My hiding place, that's where you'll find the one who rules my heart and mind. So vast and great and yet so close My every thought and dream he knows My hiding place Mm -hmm, My hiding place My hiding place, that secret spot your holy book has spoken of where shepherd King David of old found refuge from the bitter cold. For he who dwells beneath your wings will stand when all else around sinks, and they will find comfort in you. Know they've a helper strong and true. I hide you claim. It's where you find me leaving this old world behind. A place of peace within the storm. You are my rock, safety and warmth. You are the hand that shelters me. The only one who sets me free. I can't get nothing out of life unless there's you for me to hide. Okay, place.
1: thanks guys for being on the program.
3: Okay, God bless you, Simon. God bless you, Steve. You too. Yeah. It's a lot of fun talking bye. with you guys. Okay, bye. Bye for now.
1: That's dear David Blossom bringing us to the end of this special current events edition of Nightlight. Both Robert and Stephen have terrific websites that I highly recommend you subscribe to. Stephen's is outofthebottomlesspit.co.uk and Robert's is peopleofthekeys.com. Well, that's it from me for now, and until the next time, God bless and keep you safely. Bye bye.